the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf will join us in the next segment. He's kind of busy, isn't he, right now? I think he's busy eating a sandwich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. our, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate. Give it away during this show. That certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And by the way, that tanning certificate is worth over $100. Good, nice little prize. Today's trivia theme is general trivia. And uh, today we have a special guest, Sophia Conrad, a loan processor from Pacific Private Money. You ever heard of that uh, company before? Who? Are you asking me? Yeah. It uh, comes to mind. It comes, comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she's going to discuss um, uh, compliance yeah. regarding mortgages because she is a loan processor. Sophia, welcome to The Best of Investing. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So, uh, and you know, it's great from time to time to have um, people who actually run the business for the company versus the uh, talking heads, which is you, myself, and Mark. So, Don't call um, me a talking head. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Talking Head. Um, so this week we have Sophia Conrad. She's in our compliance and processing, de- processing department. And it's one of the, I would say one of the two, well, really we have three key areas in the company. It's the origination uh, department, which handles all of the incoming leads and making sure that at a first pass, it's a loan that we can do okay. um, or not do. And then it's handed off to compliance and processing, which uh, is the department that makes sure that makes sure that that the loan's not going to go bad, or it's not going to go bad for fraudulent reasons, or that the people who say they're on uh, title are actually on title. Ergo, the word compliance. Yes. So our listeners, those who are investors in Pacific Private Money, whether you're a trustee investor or fund investor, this is really important to know, the inside workings of, of a company like ours and ours specifically. Uh, and that's why we have uh, Sophia uh, on the show today. And I came up with a few questions to ask, one of them, which is... Um, you know, just these are all tied to the importance of compliance and, and having a processing department. So, you know, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis, Sophia, that helps with making sure 
people who come to us are who, who they say they are? Well, uh, good question. So first of all, I like to consider myself and our whole department likes to consider ourselves uh, sort of backseat underwriters. Mm -hmm. So we sort of consider ourselves to be the catch-all for information that might have slipped through the cracks in the underwriting department. Mm -hmm. For example, um, one of the first things that I do is I verify the signatures on different documents and disclosures that come in from the borrower to make sure that the information is consistent. I also make sure that, you know, email addresses, uh, mailing addresses, addresses, all these kinds of things are just consistent on different documents. Every now and then we will have situations where I notice a signature just it looks like it was done by someone else or we've got a, a typed document that comes in with a bunch of the borrower's information that is inconsistent with their application or the document they provide stating the purpose of the loan. Um, I also every now and then will do a little bit of, you know, just light Googling on the borrower. If they claim to be some big wig from this company, I always look it up and just make sure that their picture is actually on the company website. I have actually had a situation where somebody claimed to be um, a head of an LLC and they were not. So I found that out by just looking at their website and simply saying, where is this guy who claims that he's the co-founder and who is this other person on their huh. website who is the co-founder but is not on our application? So well, I can see the, the, the incredible importance in, the, in this portion of your company because, you know, if, if I'm going to invest $100,000 in the fund or as a trustee investor, I want to know exactly what I'm investing in uh, and not just, you know, some verbal Thing. Right. You know, you have to basically uh, you look at, you know, whatever uh, the Department of Corporations or Secretary of State or whatever for like this in, in the LLC to make sure that this guy really is, you know, the owner or the, the managing member. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Um, it, people think of hard money sometimes as you're putting your finger in the air to see which way the wind is yeah. blowing. And if it's uh -huh. blowing the right way, yes, we'll do that loan. But uh, there's actually some serious underwriting and it takes actually, you know, a lot of a lot of eyeballs to make sure that the people and the loans, the real estate, the collateral, all the story makes sense. Yeah, because you still you you get title insurance on every loan that you do, but there's still other issues you have to, to combat. Even yeah, even with the title insurance, you have to make sure that um, the exceptions are in line with what your lender and your borrower mm. are expecting. You have to make sure that there are no weird liens on the property, no delinquent taxes or any of that kind of stuff, because even though we have a title insurance policy in place, some of those things that could be considered unexpected if someone wasn't paying attention could become an issue. Yeah, and so title insurance, it's great to have, but you never want to have to use it. So exactly. this is yeah. everything that uh, Mirka and Sophia do in their department is to make sure that uh, hopefully we don't have a, have a claim. But one thing that's funny is... Uh, I'll change this policy, but, you know, we have a we try and have a no spending time on social media policy in the <laughs> office. So you walk around people's desks, you're like, you should be on Facebook. You should be at work doing your work. Well, but but I can see the benefit. Yeah. yeah. So actually, with, I'm going to change that policy today so that compliance <laughs> and processing, you can be on Facebook and LinkedIn because there's a lot of value in actually um, looking online to see. Well, that's why, that's why I tell my kids is I said, be careful of all the pictures you post, you know, because that stuff follows you forever. And when you apply for a job and they suddenly go, what was this person doing on that party? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting, you know, a lot of what you just described with um, what the work that you're doing, it really ultimately is for the protection of our investors. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. So gotcha. All right. Ready to cut. Uh, here's a one minute break. One minute. Uh, uh, yeah. OK. We're going to cut to our first commercial break here first trivia question what is lucy's last name in peanuts you know the cartoon strip 
come right with Charlie Brown. Uh-huh. What is Lucy's last name in Peanuts? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. I want to make a quick mention here for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Uh, pizza the way it ought to be. I don't know if you've ever had Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael, but it is phenomenal pizza. Check them out. They're right on 4th Street. Close to McDonald's. <laughs> I, mean, I think oh, I'd rather go to Mountain now. Mike's Pizza is yes. what I'd like to do. Okay. Yeah. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Nam Phan of Pacific Private Money. Mark Conf is still eating a sandwich, so hopefully he'll be back soon. Otherwise, he's going to miss the whole show and have to be on next week. Our first trivia question was, what is Lucy's last name in the comic strip Peanuts? Anybody? No. Remember, his, her brother's name is Linus. Linus... Van Pelt. Oh. Linus Pauling, yeah. I'd like to jump in, make everyone feel bad. I was born in 1992, so I have no idea. Happily. (laughs) But you do know Peanuts. Yes, I do. Okay. I've heard of them. In the encyclopedia, they were in there. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. uh, So also our special guest, that voice, is uh, Sophia Conrad, a Pacific Private Money loan processor. Uh, Nam, you have a question for her? Yeah. It's generally about millennials. Well, no, that'll be another show, right? Um, Perfect. I know everything about millennials. (laughs) That's right. So, um, you know, you're talking about uh, compliance and processing departments. And sometimes when when we're doing loan reviews, when we have loan committee, I hear uh, title policy exceptions and title policy issues. Can you tell us about what that is? means and the importance of title policy review? Yeah, basically. So as most of you probably know, the preliminary report that gets issued on a property is it's an offer by a title company to insure a loan. So they list out exceptions to the title policy and they'll say, um, this is something that is now a material fact on the property. So even though we'll issue you a title policy, it's subject to this. For example, uh, previous mortgages that were recorded on the property, even sometimes those that weren't recorded on the property, um, tax liens. Uh, A lot of times they have things like they want to review trust agreements or entity documents of, uh, of owners of the property just to make sure that everything is in line before issuing the policy. Well, let me ask you a quick question about unrecorded liens. I mean, how did because if it's unrecorded, theoretically nobody knows about it. That's the point of the title policy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so if there if someone comes up after we've closed a loan or they've issued a title policy, they'll say, "Hey, wait a minute, I I have a lien against this property. I I'm entitled to." you know, whatever I'm entitled to. And the title officer can say, well, we didn't find this in our search, but there are certain title policies that will ensure that type of transaction and they will give our lender um, priority over that unrecorded loan. Well, they, they, they yeah. should, yeah, yeah, if it's unrecorded, because otherwise no bank would ever make a loan on a house if... Uh, if there's you know. floating liens yeah, out there. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, floating liens, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only thing theoretically they're subject to ahead of time would be real estate taxes. Because even an right. IRS lien that comes, if it's recorded afterward, like, you know, someone buys a house, mm-hmm. gets a loan... 
three years later, gets in trouble with the IRS. The IRS uh, records a lien against the house. That comes after the lender's uh, mortgage. Because, mm-hmm. again, same thing. It's like, hey, how could you ever have a situation where, um, you know, the, the bank says, well, wait, we, we never know if someone's going to get in trouble with the IRS. Right, right. right. So, uh, typically, what are the most common liens that um, you find, like mechanics liens? We do or? see a lot of mechanics liens. A lot of them are tax liens. A lot of them are people who haven't paid their property taxes or they haven't paid their employment taxes, and the government will put a lien on their house. Um, it, it's mostly stuff like that. It's mostly financial liens. And. At the end of the day, though, if there are some liens that are uncovered, we don't just say, no, we're not going to do this loan. We, we may say, you know, we'll do this loan, but these liens have to be cleared out first. So yeah. we, sometimes I think we use some of the proceeds from our loan to cure some of these liens. Or perhaps. there might be some liens that are incorrect. Absolutely. I mean, that yeah. happens. I remember Mark's told a story uh, sometime back where someone had an IRS lien that was incorrect. And then somehow you have to you know, work around that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And liens that should have been removed and haven't yeah. been removed. A lot of times that will uh, that'll cause a hiccup every now and then if a lender is saying that they're owed money on a property, but the borrower has already paid the loan off, then we have to make sure that that gets taken care of and recorded prior to closing. And do you ever have a situation where you have to bond around certain things? Um, I know that it has been done. I personally don't have much experience with that. Okay. Because I know that some title officers are really wiggy about that. Wiggy? Yeah. Wiggy, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it costs a fortune sometimes to bond around something where you, basically, you know, somebody you have a dis- the borrower has a dispute with somebody. Let's say it's a mechanics lien. Mm-hmm. And says, well, I, you know, I, I, I thought I owed this. And, you know, there's a dispute. And if it's small, let's say like $10,000 on a million-dollar house, you know, you don't want to hold up refinancing the whole loan or or the purchase. So what you you know you can do is effectively take ten thousand dollars, but they usually do like twice the amount or sub two and a half times to push it aside and say, well let's still do the transaction. You guys can argue about this money later on. Yeah. Um, we really like to keep things squeaky clean and, and we love to just battle it out. So we'd rather just settle it and, and not <laughs> have course. to deal with the bond. Of course. <laughs> so some of what you're talking about too, I mean a lot of that stuff we work on internally uh, when it's a loan that we're and we make the decisions on when it's alone that we put in our fund, but can you ex- explain a little bit how, depending on the type of investor you are, you might be more involved with this process with compliance like a, as a trustee investor? Yeah. So the trustee investors are definitely working a lot more closely with us um, and our underwriters uh, in closing the loans. So they're reviewing the exceptions on all of the preliminary reports. They're reviewing the like hazard insurance, for example. They're reviewing the value of the property. They're reviewing everything that we're reviewing essentially because we want to make sure that that individual is comfortable putting their money into that investment. So someone who is in investing in an individual trustee with us has to be communicating with us really closely and really be reading and responding to emails and phone calls and, and just making sure that they're on the same page, not only with our timeline, making sure that they read and review all of these reports uh, in a timely manner. Sounds like they're better off investing in the fund and let the fund manager you know? go well, <laughs> well, it's the fund that- then, you know, that's all managed internally, right? Yeah, so right. we don't have to worry about staff. that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the thing is that our, the staff will worry about it anyway. So right. we're, we're so diligent about it. We, we make sure that no nothing slips through the cracks regardless. So it is, you know, if, if 
that's something that you like to have control over, then maybe um, investing in trust deeds is the best thing for you. But at the same time, if you're not available within the next five minutes to review documents or send yeah. a wire transfer or uh, answer questions and let us know that something is approved, then the fund is probably the most practical. Yeah, or because time's of the essence. Right, or if yeah. you, like, what's the lien? You know, what's a mechanics lien? That's, right. that's probably not something you want to jump in, you know, you know, with your investment. And if you're not comfortable looking at title reports and, and understanding how yeah, they work. How often so. do you have to engage attorneys? Um, I, w- I don't know how often exactly. Okay. I mean, not too often. Not too often it doesn't, yeah. yeah no, usually it's often. just between you and the title off, uh, title company. Yeah. If we have a question of some, we usually are reaching out to the attorney or attorneys yeah. prior to closing just to make sure that whatever we're doing is kosher, okay. but, uh, we're, we're not really reaching out to them all too much. All right. And, uh, guess who just stepped into the studio? Mark Hahn. Yeah. He'll join <laughs> us in the next segment. How was that sandwich? Okay. Here's our second. <laughs> he said it question. was great. It's yeah. excellent. Okay. I can smell the onions from here. No, just Put long meatball sandwich again. (laughs) Okay. What was the code name of the build up to action in Iraq? What was the code name? Okay. Basically, uh, it's, it was called, okay. We all know it as a desert storm. Prior to Desert Storm, what was its code name? Hmm. That's our trivia question, all right? Call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. want to make a quick mention here also for Urban Tavern, which is near Union Square in San Francisco. They're celebrating local fear of food. So we try this again. Food and beer scene with seasonal menus and more than a dozen beer. Be, gosh, I can't talk today. Bay Area Crafts on Tap. Also, buy one, get one uh, game day drink deal if you uh, wear your local sports team, you know, professional team. So anyway, that's our trivia question, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon, and welcoming, finally, in the studio, Mark Hahn. Yes, indeed. I got over my hangry attack. And <laughs> I forgot to eat today. It's like, so I'm sorry I'm late, guys, but here I am here to save are. the day. Well, let's see if you can answer this question. What was the code name of the buildup to action in Iraq? So, uh, get Saddam? No, yeah, no. So just before it was called uh, Desert, Desert Storm. Desert Storm, yeah. What was it called before that? No clue. You can't remember? No. 1991? Come on. It's one year before uh, Sophia was, was born. born right? yeah. uh, Desert Shield. Remember that? Uh, oh, That's Desert right. Shield, yeah. We can't blame Sophia. She wasn't born then. That's okay. Um, all right. So now, guys, uh, in the uh, paper not too long ago, or it was involved in the paper. This the week. This week. It was announced uh, that rates dropped again, which, remember, Gary Schlossberg, Wells Fargo economist who was on, yeah. he said, in September, rates are going to drop again. I know. It, it's so amazing. I you know, I didn't really expect it. I know they were talking about it. I didn't expect uh, the Fed to drop rates again. I'm a little bit surprised they did. Uh, the market doesn't know how to react to it's that. It's a quarter point. Yeah, but, but still, well, it's a quarter point on top of a quarter point, you know, yeah. a couple of months back. So yeah. now they've dropped it uh, 50 basis points in, in the last couple of months. And 
I guess it's because there are economic indicators that would suggest that the economy is slowing, uh, growth is slowing. But certainly from you know a real estate perspective, which is how we always approach this uh, lending, real estate, real estate investing here, particularly here in California, um, there really uh, we have not seen signs in California, neither in the economy nor in real estate, in, in my opinion, that would indicate that uh, we're heading toward a recession now. And that's where our email question comes in and says, okay. if if the, re- if the U.S. falls into a recession, will uh, your business suffer? Well, there's a couple of different types of recessions. Actually, there's many types of recessions, and most recessions don't mimic the one before. Usually, each recession... Uh, one thing we, we do know is the business is cyclical, that the economy is cyclical. So the economy is cyclical, there is a business cycle, and we have periods of growth followed by periods of recession followed by periods of growth. What the catalyst for for causing recessions is is different every time. And the last recession, uh, the catalyst was um, the real estate market crash thanks to the mortgage um the mortgages that blew up that became uh, um toxic toxic right the toxic mortgages that were sold to wall street that became non-performing it was just it was a house of cards that that fell down and in that situation one could make the argument that the real estate that the mortgage market crash caused the real estate market crash which caused the general economy to crash what's interesting is that in most recessions it's a general economy, economic recession and not a real estate recession. Usually the real, it's, it's, there's rarely a real estate recession at the same time that there's an economic recession. And in fact, in most recent modern recessions, real estate prices have actually continued to go up during the general economic recession. So, so when I say two types of recessions, I'm saying there's a general economic recession, which we're all expecting in the next 24 to 36 months. It could be followed by or simultaneous with a real estate recession, but not necessarily. And, and it could, and again, every market's different. California is different than uh, other states, and certain Bay Area markets are different than maybe um, some Central California markets or Southern California markets. And because you're in the lending business, will your business suffer when that happens? We don't think so. So the alternative financing business, well, let me back up. There's three sources of, primary sources of financing today. Conventional financing, which is either from your banks, uh, Wells Fargo, B of A, Chase City, uh, or the other non-bank conventional lenders, Quicken Loans and other places where you can get basically, you know, 4% money. 35 to 4% is, uh, you know, conventional loan pricing. Then there's something called non-QM or non-qualified mortgages. That's the fancy term for subprime. No one uses the word subprime. You might hear the word non-prime. Uh, and in fact, it was non-prime was being thrown around for a bit. But in the industry, we refer to the non-prime lending is non-QM. And that's going to be your 55 to 6.5% on average money. It's not quite the private or hard money rates, but it's not as good as the conventional rates. And then you have the private hard money rates, which are between 8 and 9% in California, higher in other states. And interestingly enough... Um, I don't know how a recession will impact necessarily conventional financing, though I'm guessing it will go down, <clears throat> particularly if home sales slow. But for non-QM and private money, generally speaking, our business goes up uh, during economic downturns because the banks 
pull back on their financing. Money gets is, is harder to obtain generally during a, a general economic recession. And so alternative financing, companies like Pacific Private Money, that's where the contractors will go. The real estate investors will go. The people who don't check off all the boxes for a conventional or bank loan, they're going to go to companies like ours. Now, is it good for the borrower necessarily to have to you know go and pay higher price for money? Not necessarily, but hey, you know, we're not, you know, we don't set the rates. The market kind of sets the rates. We set our fees based on what it, you know, takes to have a business model that actually can continue and thrive. Um, but, you know, we're, we're here to serve and we're here to fill a niche market uh, for people who need fast, ready, reliable access to well, capital. One of these indicators I was thinking about is in your fund, how often is money turning over with loans being paid off? Is it slowing down? Right. We're in the short-term lending business. If you're a listener to the show, you've heard us say at Pacific Private Money, we are uh, in the short-term loan business, meaning most of our loans are written at 12 months. Now, we'll do 18, 24, 36-month loans, but generally speaking, when people come to us, they're looking to borrow money at our rates, which are 9%, a couple of points, uh, and they have a strategy for the money. They're they're usually looking to either... uh, exit our loan through a conventional loan, cheaper financing, or they're going to sell the property. Uh, we generally don't make loans to people who don't have a strategy of either refinancing or selling. We're in the business of making um, fast, easy, reliable loans to people with a short-term need. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very with that, we're going to cut to our uh, next tri- trivia question here. Mm. And again, uh, this is before Sophia was born, so, <laughs> well, but she might know this one. Which country did the USSR invade in 1979? Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate, again, which is worth over $100. Which country did the USSR... Russia, uh, invade in 1979. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to the best of investing. When we come back, we're going to have a deal of the week. All right. Also known as deal of the week. That's right. Exactly. All right. Stay with us. Don't, don't touch that dial. The best of investing. will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment. On AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today. Actually, next time will be the last time. Mm-hmm. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Sophia Conrad, who uh, just kind of listened to the last uh, segment. Right. We're going to expect more commentary from her right, in this right. segment. I feel All the right. pressure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Which country did the USSR invade in 1979? Starting with that answer, Sophia. Go ahead and contribute. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass Afghanistan? Oh, Afghanistan. That's oh, right. right. Very yes. good. All right. Well, they've invaded so many countries, but uh, anyway, it started with well, the A's and they worked my way up. <laughs> Algeria. I have to learn to strategize from you, Mark. That's right. Exactly. Baltic states would have been the next. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that's Monopoly. Huh? That's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Afghanistan is not, doesn't show up on Monopoly. It was a park place, wasn't it? That's right. Exactly. That's right. When we get to the P's, yes. Yes. And uh, go to jail. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, oh. Deal of the week. Yeah. Deal, deal, deal. Oh, oh, the week. That's what right. What do we got? So this deal this week comes from us by... 
San Francisco and Marin. I think we had a uh, scenario where this is business purpose, so it wasn't uh, for somebody who is purchasing a home to move into. This was uh, an opportunity for somebody to jump on an investment property, um, but didn't have, couldn't get bank financing for one thing, partly because of speed. And partly because, uh, well, really because of speed, this is an opportunity that they had to jump on quickly. Um, And in this scenario, I think they were um, buying in San Francisco or they buying in Marin and had property in in San Francisco. They owned property in San Francisco and they were buying in Marin. So not selling their property in in, uh, San Francisco, they were using the equity in it. To as collateral for the for the loan to to purchase the was it a duplex or uh, investment property in Marin in Larkspur I think they were both investment properties the one that they were purchasing in Marin was a single family residence but the property in San Francisco was a duplex got it so and they didn't come up with any money I don't think on that one they but they had so much equity in the San Francisco property they basically gave them a hundred percent financing on the Marin property yep. yes we did yeah. yeah which is not unusual because a lot of our loans uh, these days particularly when we help homeowners buy their next home uh, we do a lot of hundred percent financing lately it's 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 become very popular and in fact we've really started marketing that 100% plus financing to realtors um, because now we're living in a highly competitive uh, real estate marketplace, particularly here in California. And you've also got a lot of upheaval where companies are buying other companies. You've got uh, Compass uh, buying up smaller uh, independents. You've got Realogy doing the same thing. You've got KW that's growing. And so we're getting to like, you know, almost like the big three. And they're all coming up with ideas uh, and clever ways to help their uh, real estate agents obtain more listings. And so we have realized that what we have with this um, bridge loan product, this transitional bridge loan that helps um, homeowners buy their next home without having to come up with any cash if they have sufficient equity in their existing home, um, that we've realized that this is a tool that realtors can use to get more listings. So if they can find homeowners that want to move but are discouraged because maybe they went to their bank or their mortgage broker and they were told, no, you don't qualify for two home loans, so you're going to have to sell first, or you don't have enough of a down payment, so you have to sell first. And who wants to sell first, move, put your stuff in storage, find an apartment, and then go house hunting? I mean, that just sounds horrible. So a lot of people um, in California, we believe, feel trapped. Uh, Boomers looking to move down. Um, uh, Younger folks looking to move up. Or just, you know, how do I move out of town to to, to move to a, buy a home closer to where I'm going to change jobs? So that's been a a very very important tool for us. It's been our most popular loan product. And when I say 100% plus, we, let's just say you, 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 you own a home that's worth a million bucks. You've got a couple hundred thousand dollars loan. You've got a lot of equity. And maybe you're buying a similarly priced home in another market for a million dollars. We can lend you more than a million dollars for that million dollar purchase price if you have enough equity in your existing home. And why people would do that, well, number one, it, it can pay the cost and fees of that million dollar home because a million dollar home costs more than a million dollars, right? You've got to pay for your financing. You've got to pay for your closing costs. What if you want to remodel the home a little bit or freshen it up before you move in? Okay, well, then you're going to borrow a little bit more money. So now you move into your existing home. Maybe you want some more money to remodel and stage and freshen up your home you just moved out of because, hey, you want to capture the highest market price you can. Yeah. So we will uh, we call it our 125% 
loan program because uh, we'll go up to 125% of your purchase price if you have sufficient equity in your existing home. So again, it's just a great tool for realtors and mortgage brokers and other professionals out there as well as homeowners. And so, how do people get a hold of you? So for more information, you know, website's always the easiest way to get a hold of us. We have a website that lists our, you know, our local phone number, not some random 800 number. It has our address. It has our faces, our names. Our email addresses are even there, too. We don't hide in our website. We're a very transparent company. Go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. It talks about our various loan programs. Um, but really what you want to do is pick up the phone and call one of our agents. When you call our number, you don't get an auto attendant. We have live people in our office who answer the phones and direct you to the person who's available to talk to you about anything, whether you're interested in investing money in a trust deed like Sophia was talking about earlier, uh, or our mortgage pool fund. Uh, Nam Fana is usually the person who will give you the um, the skinny on that. Uh, if you want to know about a, um, you want to share a loan scenario with us and have us tell you over the phone whether, yeah, we think we could probably do that. That's how we take most of our loan applications is over the phone with a quick pitch scenario. Um, we can tell you within minutes that, hey, we, you know, this, this sounds pretty good. If everything checks out, yeah, we can probably do this. We can get you a, a letter of interest uh, or a funding commitment fairly quickly. So again, PacificPrivateMoney.com or call us 415-883-2150. You know, if I can go back to one of the things you were talking about earlier with respect to the bridge loans or people who who uh, take advantage of the bridge loan to repair or update the home that they're departing. Yeah. Um, once they move into the home that they're purchasing, you know, Patty Cohn was on a, a previous show, maybe a couple of shows ago. She said really the norm now is to list a home, the best practice, and really it's becoming in industry standard, is that the home is move-in ready. Yes, so absolutely. It's almost like you have Fresh, to have your move home ready. move-in ready to before you list it. I mean, as a condition of listing yeah, it. I think people, no, I, I'm guessing it's because people are busy and they, they don't have, they quote, don't have time. Home buyers I, want moving. Yeah, a lot yeah. of home buyers are younger, just moving. It's, you know, people who are just getting into their first home. They're so used to turnkey. Uh, everything these days is turnkey. It's it's immediate. And people don't want to move into a home that needs updating before they move in. So I think that's something that is really, really important. And one of the reasons why people are taking advantage of, of our bridge loans is that it gives them the opportunity to do that updating so that when they do list, it's, it's turnkey and competitive against other homes that... And the cost of staging, too, nowadays. I mean, I paid $11,000 to stage my Novato home. I thought that was, I thought, you know, I was remembering the, the good old days of $2,500 or $3,000. And I was told 11000 is actually not that much money to stage a home. So, again, but the thing with, you want to stage your home because you can get, on average, 10 to 15% higher price on a home that's staged. How long did you have to um, stage it for? Um, my home sold within sixty days, so it was uh, it was a sixty. Months. Yeah, so I paid for two okay. months, which I think was the minimum at the time. Yeah. Uh, it was a minimum that's not, fee. That's pretty that's normal. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also, is. it depends on you know the, the price of the house. I Although mean, they do have virtual staging now, I've heard that uh, you don't have to stage your home, but I still think on the walkthroughs you you want to have furniture in there. So it's it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, we're moving in a lot of directions right now, and and some people are virtual staging their homes, and others are going ahead and biting the bullet. So were you basically looking at a website? 
light. Yeah. And, and the oh, pictures on the website have virtual furniture, and it's actually really good. It's it's almost you have to look really hard. The better sites are hard to tell. It's not I real don't think furniture. The stages are going to like that, but that's okay. All right, uh, people, we don't have another trivia question, but um, don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon and Sophia Conrad of Pacific Private Money. Got a full house today. Uh, no trivia question, but uh, Nam, uh, you've got some events coming up. Yeah. want to promote um, the upcoming events in October. So we have three, and we, we just posted it this week to our... Um, database and we already have 50 people registered for the event so if you're listening and you're interested in attending any of these uh, locations and venues in October you better sign up soon because we're going to reach capacity and we're talking about three events the first one is uh, October 16th which is in San Rafael at the Embassy Suites uh, following week is October 23rd at the Fremont Marriott. And the last one is October 30th, which is, they're all Wednesdays. Um, and the third one is October 30th at Walnut Creek, uh, in Walnut Creek at the uh, Walnut Creek Embassy Suites. So the interesting thing is, and you won't want to miss this, is Steve Moskowitz is going to be joining us. He's okay. Right, and Steve's expert. the guy that everyone knows as, um, hey, we can help you pay your taxes for those of you who kind of forgot to pay your taxes maybe for the first few years. And it's funny because that's actually not the majority of his business. He's known for, you know, helping the, you know, bad boys and girls out there who forgot to pay their taxes, uh, which, you know, he does a great job at. But really, the bulk of his business is um, advising real estate investors on tax strategies. Yeah. And he's going to talk about some of those tax strategies. And we're going to talk about uh, tax strategies uh, surrounding mortgage pool funds and trustees. Which oh, maybe I want to pay my taxes. Will we pay my taxes? No, he won't pay your taxes, oh, but man. he'll help lower the bill. There you go. As opposed to lower the boom. Yeah. yeah, we had a couple of lunches with him, and that man is a wealth of knowledge. I mean, you're not going to want to miss um, attending one of these events. He's and actually very, he's funny and personable. He is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have a special MC. Yes. Yeah. We have uh, Chip Franklin from uh, KGO. Yeah. Uh, Afternoon drive time uh, air personality, Chip Franklin, who has been helping us with some of our uh, marketing and promotion. The guy is a wealth of referrals and a super nice guy. I've really enjoyed working with him and he's going to be there to MC. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, our presentations, uh, uh, presentation on steroids. But the most important thing is you're going to have food there, right? Well, food and uh, yes, food and drink. Food and drink. Absolutely. So how do people uh, sign up if they're interested in uh, coming to any of these seminars? They can certainly give us a call at 415-883-2150, or they can go online at www.pacificprivatemoney.com events. So go to the events page. They can also go to their local sandwich shop, and Mark Humph might be <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're solving my hangry situation by uh, finally eating something. That's a combination One deli of hungry and angry, right? One deli at a time. So we have uh, just about another minute before we have to do our thoughts. So we can't go and deep dive into the article that yeah. uh, Nam Phan, oh, but man. one of our favorite economists uh, yeah. came out with a fall uh, 
his fall newsletter. Christopher Thornburg with Beacon Economics came out with his fall report. And the headline is this. Still no recession in sight. California bruised, not broken by trade disputes. So um, real quick from the inverted yield curve to the trade war with China to the length of the current economic expansion, hand-wringing over a uh, coming national recession continues to spiral despite a lack of evidence that a downturn is imminent. So, And by the way, anybody who's in, uh, approaching a situation of a, a yield, inverted yield curve, give the money to me and I'll hold it for them. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. And don't, don't, pay to, don't, don't pay anybody to hold your money. And Edward, right. how do people get a hold of you? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So. Edward, I've noticed that there are lots of holes in your pockets. Can you <laughs> <do that? laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, just write the check to the Edward Brown Fiji Island Fund. So just, just kidding, audience. <laughs> he just kind of summarizes it. Christopher Thornbard does with uh, where's the overall economic turbulence? This feels a bit like crying wolf. There so you, you got to check out his report. Go to beaconeconomics.com. All right, guys, we're going to cut out, guys and gals. We're going to mm. cut out for the day. We got a couple of sports thoughts for the day. Yogi Berra said when asked what his hat size was, he's answered, uh, I don't know. I'm in, not in shape yet. <laughs> okay. And John Cruck, remember him from the Phillies? Mm. Upon seeing Lake Michigan for the first time, asked, well, what ocean is that? I like that. He's a nice guy. Okay, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.